and welcome to absolute bedlam podcast hope everyone's all right and enjoying this nice weather that we're having at the moment anyway we've got paul sundit on the episode tonight which is the start of season four welcome paul how's it going hello yes i'm i'm good thank you for having me no worries. Um, I'm good. right so i've got a little bit of a description for you so, okay so, local musician Back from the days of Entity. Yes. Because <laughs> I think that's the first time I ever met you. Ah. Uh, guitar teacher, busker, potential conspiracy theorist, and <laughs> everything in between. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. That sounds great. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, and what's, what's great is that that's, so that's my reputation then uh, yeah. in a nutshell <laughs> uh, you were to me so i tried to come up with snazzy descriptions for people but um sometimes it doesn't quite uh sound as snazzy as that so uh, no i like it i like it a lot no the only thing was my name um, it's an awkward name to say and they it's just sunt as if there's no oh, right. like, like james blunt but with with an s <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah yeah no that's all good Nice. Right. So, Paul, how has COVID affected your life and livelihood slash lifestyle? Um, yeah, so I, uh, well, I, I, I can start by saying I spent most of it in France um, and I was very lucky to be able to stay with some friends there um, around the, in the, in the centre. Um, the nearest city is uh limoges um and basically yeah I, I had previously took a trip there just to just to visit some friends over there for two weeks uh, yeah. had a nice time and then i traveled back to england and it was only i traveled back because as far as i was concerned i had lots of gigs to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was only when i got back that i realized um that yes yeah. what was what was happening yeah. And so, because up to then, I'd not uh, paid much attention to it. I'd sort of, I'd kind of heard it um, in the in in the in the distance yeah. on, on the radio and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, there's some something going on. Yeah. But then when I got back, um, I, I was I was I realised that it was quite bad. And uh, um, yeah. so, yeah, that was quite strange to suddenly have no work, no yeah. no gigging or teaching, and. Um, that was quite strange. Um, and so what I did is I, uh, I thought to myself, well, if I'd, if I'd known, I probably would have stayed where I was. So I phoned up my friend and they let me come back there. And I, and it was quite, it was quite exciting yeah. in, in a weird sort of way. Cause I, the yeah. lockdown happened, but there was a few more, few more ferries that I was able, that were just, I was able to catch. So I caught one of the last ferries back, back and, um, drove down to, um, to where my friends live. And um, and it yeah. had already become quite quite shut down and a little bit like a, a, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, driving down down France on my own uh, on really sort of empty roads was um, mm. that was quite yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, so yeah, I think this time has presented us with quite a lot of firsts. Yeah. Uh, driving on an open road is something that I've always wanted to do, but 
I imagine I'd get quite bored after a while. Like Route yeah. 66 is the obvious one in America, isn't it? Where it's just oh, like absolutely. 47 miles of straight road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I really, uh, I really agree. Uh, that's, that's something I'd love. I'm really hoping I, I eventually do that at some point. Yeah, I hope it's nice. possible to do. Um, yeah, uh, I so I I actually quite enjoy driving, and uh, yeah, the last yeah. couple of years I've done quite a lot of it. Um, so I was quite lucky to. I feel like I kind of bypassed maybe half of it, half of this situation, and I feel really yeah. really lucky to be able to do that because the area was very remote and the population was very low, mm. and to the point where it was it based it was pretty much normal for most of it, and then when we started getting into i think maybe uh, july and august and things then you then you started to see things you started to see people wearing masks and um yeah distancing yeah. and things even even down there so it started to sort of get there yeah um yeah um um so i just basically i did keep an eye on things i did keep an eye on the news a little bit just to see what yeah. was going on because um uh, i wanted to just see how my friends and family uh, were coping with it and yeah. so we're, i'd often have skype calls to, to different musician friends to and they'd tell me uh, how things were going and yeah. uh yeah um and that was main, mainly how it mainly how it was and then eventually i came back for christmas uh to to uh, to see everyone uh, to meet up with uh, friends and family yeah. Um, and it was very strange to see the winter, the winter here in, in Weymouth and just to see it so, so desolate, like a ghost town. Um, yeah. yeah. And I have to say, I, I didn't, I wasn't too keen on that. You know, it was, uh, it was a bit weird. Yeah. 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 It's definitely gone from one extreme to the other. Like there's been times where me and my girlfriend have gone for a walk along the seafront and there's literally no one around, like you said earlier, like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of your friends, Joe Ryan, who did an episode with me previously, said yeah. that it was quite a sort of novel experience for him for the first couple of weeks. And then it got to a point where it was kind of like, hmm, yeah, this could actually be the rest of our lives. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was definitely I felt exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and I've. Uh, yeah. Dur during during this winter just gone, I've been. Yeah, I have been missing people. You know, I've been missing the meetups to, and yeah. the atmosphere of meeting up with your friends and um, yeah. having a pint down the pub. And um, mm. but hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed, it looks like um, we're we're almost there. Um, so yeah. so uh, it's been really nice to see people sitting outside of yeah. various pubs and things. Um, uh, there's a little area down by down on the harbour that I, I think is great. Um, funnily enough, it's the area where they've recently put this barrier across the harbour wall. But oh yeah, um, the famous barrier that the famous barrier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, that's that's just been that's a nice little atmosphere down there. Just people just out and about, just socialising. Um, yeah. And another area I've always liked is um, Hope Square. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really nice place so to see that coming to life again has been great yeah that place gets absolutely rammed doesn't it yeah 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 really yeah, I, really busy I used to work at one of the pubs there and I remember like just being on my feet for like 10 hours straight just never ever got to sort of think about having a break or sitting down or you know yes yes that's it but yeah 
Uh, yeah, hopefully it's all going in the right direction again. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I would, I would just to wrap that up. It's yeah, been, yeah. it's been. There has been some positives. Those have been the, the negatives, but the positives have just been that being a musician, obviously, we're usually um, quite quite well adapted to these sorts of things and um, yeah. you know we can sit in rooms for many hours with a guitar <laughs> because we're basically strange and um yeah and we can sort of cope fairly fairly well i would say yeah. so um it's been an opportunity to work on on music yeah. so that's one positive yeah did you um do any skype guitar lessons or anything like that there were a few it, it sort of um yeah it's it it's picked up uh, here and there, and then it's kind of uh, yeah. It's it's a little bit hit and miss at the moment. Um, I'm quite new to it as well, to be honest. I've spent about uh, fifteen or twenty years doing the the usual one to one um, lessons. So um, yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's it works okay, but uh, sometimes the sound is a problem, and sometimes the internet's a problem, but um yeah i'm just sort of just, I'm, I'm kind of getting used to it mm. at the moment so uh yeah. um yeah it seems to be the future <laughs> it's, so um, yeah it's funny how something like this can act for like the catalyst of adaption and i can't do it this yeah. way so rather than it completely killing my entire world i'm gonna try and do it this way instead yeah and i think it's yeah. created a lot of innovation in terms of people working from home and you know mm, doing mm -hmm. contactless delivery and contactless payments and all that sort of stuff yeah but, yeah um, absolutely yeah, yeah. it's kind of forced it to happen quicker than it would usually yes yes absolutely and uh, and not surprisingly um companies like zoom and skype have done oh, yeah. Yeah. very well like it in terms of profits yeah. and, and things yeah. so there um and yeah and I, I think i think it's great i i mean i think yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, I, 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 my only concern is it can get it can take over. Well, it yeah. could take over, and I, d I never want it to get to the point where I'm I'm no longer going outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm no longer getting fresh air. As long as it's kind of relatively, you know, now and again, it yeah. should it should be okay. So mm. I know what you mean. Um, so. I want to quickly go back a little bit and talk yeah. about how you got into music. Ah, so yeah. just to clarify, because I don't actually know this. Yeah, um, I've only met you in person a few times, short of you playing a live ah. show. So I have absolutely no no idea how old you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> do you mind sharing that? <laughs> um, yeah. Well. Uh... I'm coming up to 40, believe it or not, yeah. which I can't yeah. believe I'm saying, but uh, yeah, so I'm not young anymore. But uh, yeah. Um, my, yeah, my, my birthday's on the uh, 22nd of um, uh, May coming up. So, so that'll be my, my 40th. Um, oh, right. So yeah, I've been, been around for a little while now. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's all cool. Um, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, honours that you weren't sure of my age because then hopefully <laughs> there's, hopefully there's a chance i'm i'm, I'm looking uh, younger so uh, I'll, I'll i'll believe that <laughs> um, but no yeah so how how i got into music um yeah. 
Well, I was, uh, uh, I'm from Birmingham, and um, so it was, um, uh, obviously it's, uh, I mean, depends what you like, but it, it wasn't my cup of tea. I'm, I, whenever, when we moved down to, to Dorset, I was much happier straight away. Yeah, yeah. Much like, it's just, there's just a lot of really nice places down here um, yeah. where you can, where you can the, the scenery and, and you've got the sea. And, but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, did, yeah. I, I, I went out a little bit, but I tended to stay inside quite a bit. But um, eventually um, uh, my parents got me a guitar, an acoustic guitar, um, mm. just a cheap one. And, yeah. uh, and then and I, I didn't play, I played a reasonable amount for about a couple of years and I just enjoyed I'd pick it up now and again. I didn't actually get too obsessed to start with with it, but um, I think there was a few old books lying about, a few old song books and things. There was books uh, by yeah. uh, people like Paul Simon and um, James Taylor and, and that, and so there was some fairly easy strum-along songs, and I started off with those sorts of things. Um, yeah. And um, But then when I got a few cassettes for, for Christmas. Uh, I think one of them was Appetite for Destruction um, right. by Guns N' Roses. I, I was, uh, that was when I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, um, I, I took a, I became more into it, basically more obsessed. And uh, I wanted to sort of play guitar like that, like Slash and um, uh, people like that. So then I wanted an electric guitar. And then my first electric guitar was a Yamaha Pacifica. Um, right. which I've still got. Um, <laughs> so, so I've had that for about twenty years now. So it's almost it's almost a classic. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, and then I then I got really interested in it and and started to um, uh, I, I, that that then I sort of I didn't really go out very much when I got that. I did stay indoors a lot and enjoyed playing. Yeah. And um, wasn't very social for a few years. And uh, yeah, I think there was just something about about it that that suited me. Um, uh, I'm quite good at focusing on one thing, but I'm not I'm not yeah. not too good at multitasking. Yeah. So um, I uh, decided to focus on that for uh, for a number of years, and uh, and it was yeah. So it was mostly rock, mostly rock music, but um, but there was a few other styles thrown in as well, which I which I enjoyed. So. I've always enjoyed classical, yeah. And uh, my parents always used to listen to classical music, and uh, so um, yeah, all, all, always uh, always enjoyed that. And um, yeah. so I, I I always had a thing for bands that had those elements in them, bands that incorporated classical music into yeah. them. And uh, yeah. so uh, I. Uh, uh, I, I tended to to get quite drawn to bands like Megadeth and um, yeah. Dream Theater, and mm. uh, and then obviously guitar players like Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. Um, yeah. uh, they they've got this really nice sort of merge of styles. Yeah. They'll they're quite brave and they'll throw in some yeah. really, really random stuff in there, but it's still got the rock, still got the yeah. It's like the, a sort of heaviness. fusion, isn't it? Like it a is. Yeah, fusion of genres. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just um, uh, went from went sort of from band to band and artist to artist, as I think most of us do. And um, 
uh, went through a phase of learning lots of lots of songs really and uh, yeah yeah that was so that was really how I got into it to start with yeah so can you tell us what your first song that you learnt the whole way through was uh, that was hmm uh, oh, that's a really good question um, let's think uh it was probably something it might have been something by guns and roses or it might oh, have been, okay. oh no it would have been iron maiden of course i went through a, an iron maiden phase as most yeah, of us do um and yeah. i think it was it was probably something like the trooper yeah um and but it might have been enter sandman as well yeah. so it might have been something like that um yep. at that sort of at that era i can't pinpoint the exact one but it would have been yeah could have been either of those two <laughs> um i think my first band was uh, I, I just left way valley school and and it was uh, it wasn't a very good band but it was a cover band and yeah. and we did some 90s kind of well it was in the 90s so uh, <laughs> obviously we did some 90s music and um we had some nirvana tracks in there and some we had some oasis in there and some blur and, and we had uh, zombie by um all right uh what was the band that did zombie? the cranberries the cranberries that's it we had that one in there um those were those i think that was the time when i learned some songs from beginning to end and yeah. and actually uh, and i could actually kind of sit and play play through in, entire songs and, and yeah. have like a set list i suppose so that was that would have been um, 90, 97 or 98 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it's cool. it, was, it, was, it was good. But basically, we did we gigged in youth clubs uh, around Weymouth for some reason. That seems to be where we gigged. So we played in, there used to be a couple of youth clubs. One was called Tides. Oh, right, and, yeah. And, and the other, what was the other one called? Times. Mm. It might come to me, but um, yeah, uh, we, 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 we quite enjoyed that. That was my first uh, sort of gigging experience. Yeah. So um, Nice. Yeah. I remember um, when I first decided that I wanted to learn guitar, that I got um, teaching, I got lessons, that's the word, um, from yeah. Mark Davies. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, um, Excellent. I used to show him songs and he would literally learn them in like 20 seconds. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. hey, how the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And I remember saying to him, like, can you just teach me theory so that I can do what you can do? And he's like, the problem is, the problem is with tabs is anyone on the internet can submit them and they're usually dreadfully inaccurate. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I showed him an Enter Shikari song, who were quite a sort of trendy band at the time. Ah. Um, still are now and they had a pretty crazy sort of tapping composition with a song called johnny sniper oh ah, okay and i remember hearing the bass in the background and i was like actually i think i'm just gonna learn bass because oh, okay. i think it's a lot easier <laughs> and oh, um yeah. i basically made a conscious decision to learn guitar over driving lessons brilliant and my parents would uh, grill me every week saying you know you need to get better every week if you want to keep getting guitar lessons. <laughs> That's a so, good uh, incentive, yeah. I think. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Eventually, I went to driving and I ended up playing bass. But um, oh, I did have a good yes. time with Mark. He was good. Yeah, yeah. 
Fantastic. And so just out of curiosity, whereabouts did you have the lessons? So there was a sort of building in the middle of the town and it had three stories. Ah, uh, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, I think it then became an internet cafe. Yeah, that was um, it was cobwebs. That's it. And, yeah, and, and cobwebs moved there for a while and then moved to, moved to uh, Great George Street afterwards. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, at that point, I'm, I probably would have seen you and bumped into you because um, yeah. yeah, we basically put together some some teaching rooms and, yeah, and we, we sort of built some partitions. It was just one big room, but we partitioned it into four. Yeah, or teaching yeah. rooms so yeah that was a that was a really good time um yeah. the uh, the music uh, scene was very good in weymouth at that point yeah. uh, it was really really busy and uh, it seemed like there were there were lots of work available for everyone so yeah 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 no that's fantastic um i do still know the riff to can't stop by red hot chili peppers on guitar Oh, great. I, I remember yeah. learning that and thinking I don't actually need to learn anything else ever again because I could basically get any girl with just that riff. Do you know, I, I think that's, that, that is interesting because it's just hit me that I think the first song I learned all the way through was um, Under the Bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was actually the first song I learned because, um, God, yeah, because okay. that was the first song we did in, in, in the cover band. And I, I, um, uh, uh, not that it's important, but we were called Instinct, Instinct, which is a, a pretty rubbish name. But um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, uh, but that was uh, the first song uh, I, I learned. Yeah, and I've always liked it for that reason. It's always been very nostalgic. But yeah, the chili, obviously, the yeah. chilies were, were brilliant. Yeah, really got into those. Yeah, Under the Bridge is a difficult one. It's got a lot of twiddly bits in. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's a really nice, really nice song for guitar, and I used to teach it to I used to sort of recommend it to students because it had a nice chord progression which is yeah similar to um Packer Bell's Canon there's a, there's a classical piece and a lot of songs yeah. sort of are based on that sequence um yeah. and uh, and the twiddly bits are quite Hendrixy and and so yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's one of those songs you can learn but you can play it a little bit differently each time and, and you can yeah. decorate it as, as you go so um, yeah yeah it's brilliant um it's got a bit of um little wing in as now that i've meant sort of think about it that's right yeah little yeah. wing kind of um that sort of uh, style of playing yeah definitely yeah um cool cool no that's really good um i uh and i do apologize if i can't remember meeting you in the past uh so i'm i'm just a i'm a bit bit bad at that but i always remember a face though always remember yeah. a face <laughs> no, that's fine don't worry about it i'm sure when i uh, see you on the streets busking next time i'll uh pluck up the courage to say hello to you I'm, oh yeah please I'm, a bit, do. I'm a bit funny with um people that like play guitar and stuff because i don't want to distract them oh thank you uh, that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. um something that i've uh, picked up through the, the ages because there's quite a lot of uh entertainers in weymouth shall we say some of them are absolutely awful pub singers that clearly yeah. just you know can't quite get the hint that they're not very good but some of them <laughs> are very sort of what's what's the word like marching band yeah and yeah you get a lot of sort of stuff going on in town center don't you and i'm yeah we usually just throw a quid in the suitcase and walk away sort of thing great 
<laughs> yeah, there is a tendency for the audience, uh, that's so general to say that, but certain people yeah. in the audience to talk to the band when they're playing yeah. and ask them questions. And, yeah. And uh, it's, it is quite funny. It was a running joke at one point because we, we used to think to ourselves, um, you know, they'd, they'd come up and ask you a question. And to, re to properly engage with them, you'd have to stop playing. Um, yeah. Exactly. Then, so yeah. you'd stop and then they'd wonder why the music had stopped. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost like uh, where do they think the sound is coming from, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we'd, we'd, we'd do that. We'd stop playing and, and have a chat. And then they'd, when they'd gone, we'd, we'd just literally carry on from where we left off. Yeah. That would yeah. just be hilarious. So, so yeah, um, I mean, yeah. obviously, um, alcohol is part of that. So it's, I'm not yeah. completely uh, um, yeah. having a go at people. But, um, no, yeah. Fine. <laughs> what it is is they've clearly been to one too many britney spears concerts and they've exactly. uh, experienced the lip sync <laughs> yeah yeah where the music yeah. just keeps going yeah. yeah this is it yeah yeah <laughs> so um once you finished with instinct um what what happened after that um then um then i had then i did another band which was again quite a very 90s band obviously and they were called size matters um <laughs> and they were they were good fun really good fun and and that, the reason i i i joined them was because they were doing originals and i thought that was really cool yeah because uh, i've always wanted to do originals really um yeah. covers are fun but um you you, ha you always have that sort of uh the dream is obviously that you you, you play your own songs, you know, and yeah. you get somewhere with that. Um, so they did their own songs, and we did a couple of little mini tours, which was good. One of them, I always remember. Um, right. But mostly we played around Dorset, Weymouth, um, and uh, and I actually played bass in that band, um, right. uh, which is which is which is great. And I. Uh, because uh, that, that's what they needed they didn't need a guitarist so i played bass and um re i really enjoyed it uh yeah. just I, I can honestly say yeah. i enjoyed it just as much as the guitar because obviously um you've got quite a lot of uh, control on, on the bass you you, yeah. you can decide um you can uh, affect the chords in in the song quite a lot um yeah by adding extra notes and um, inverting the chords for example and um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that. So we did that, and they did. They actually did three three CDs, um, and uh, I, I only have one of them now. So I might have to, might just for fun, I might get in touch with them and see if they want to just um, upload yeah. it somewhere because it's kind of disappeared in, into into the past. So um, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, but they, uh, they they did they did churn out quite a bit. And then it was only until after that that I did um, that I did Entity, um, yeah. and uh, because uh, I've always had a th I, I, I do I do like metal and um, uh, and and I've always had a, a bit of a thing for it and um, and so yeah that Entity was really for the purposes of that um, uh, and and Entity basically uh, went through a lot of um, lineup changes uh, throughout yeah. throughout the years it went for quite a few years 
And in the end, I think the, the last lineup was actually down to a three-piece, believe it or not. <laughs> it yeah, changed so right, much. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was the, the only original uh, person left. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that was actually quite fun. The last few gigs we did were just basically just in fins uh, as a three-piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it was really good fun. Uh, I think I've got a couple of recordings of that. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a, it was a good good band good experience um we there's we definitely did some enjoyable gigs um yeah we played in some quite nice venues um yeah. there was um uh, we played at the uh the beer keller in in bristol that was a really good gig and yeah. we played at uh there was a, a really cool venue in birmingham called jb's um really likes that one um yeah yeah various various things like that we never got to do a festival though so was, uh, that was yeah. something I, I always wanted to do but that didn't come about so <laughs> yeah if we um just quickly hold this thought i'm just going to go to a quick break but i've actually got a story about entity so i'll, I'll come with that if that's all right okay great we're just going to go to a quick grind fitness ad break so awesome. we'll be right back just a quick reminder that you're listening to absolute bedlam podcast this show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth and Stu I. Check out their website, which is www.grindlimited, which is L-T-D, UK.com. That's www.grindlimitedUK.com. I've recently been given some of their products to test out and it's all been absolutely fantastic and very very comfortable to wear the base layer doesn't cling to you and you can really feel the quality of the clothing get involved and start your own grind today if you have any questions regarding any of their products please feel free to drop me a message on my instagram page which is absolute better than podcast or drop clayton the ceo a message on instagram his uh, Instagram page even is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then, back to it. Ridiculous my long-term memory is. And okay. quite frankly, if I could defragment my brain like on a laptop or a PC, I think I'd actually be up for it at this point because this is specific, <laughs> let's say. So I saw you in Finns. Um, I think yeah. you were looking for a new bassist at one point because I think you had a bassist called Carl. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. one point. Yeah. I think you um, said something along the lines of this is Carl's last gig or something like that. Yeah. He wants to sing a song or he wants to play a song, which is about bees. Oh. And it was basically about how the bees are dying on planet earth. And it was about how it would um, affect the overall sort of ecosystem of planet earth. <laughs> something about degree and temperature going up and causing <laughs> This is absolutely brilliant because I uh, I yeah. have to say I don't recall that particular yeah. thing, but um, 
but it's great and i mean it might very well be the case because yeah. i, I might have forgotten <laughs> i remember the best thing about fins for all of its clickiness and for all of its sort of bike club culture that it had going for it is it was always packed and it always looked yeah. like the best gig you've ever played when you're on that stage. Obviously, I played it numerous times, not quite as many times as you. But I just remember about 100 people shouting, fuck the... <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Save the bees! <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. It was just funny. And um, I remember, like, Entity would always play Queens. Um, oh, yes, yes. Am I right in thinking that your brother was the singer at one point? um oh yeah of course yeah andrew was yeah um That's at one point he, he got on he got on the vocals and yeah yeah so he won he once he, he for a while he sang just lead um and then yeah. and then for a, another phase he played guitar and sang as well it, yeah um and that was great yeah so we were a four piece at one point yeah um but i think that was yeah so i mean it was it was great and i and i loved it but uh, it didn't it never quite it never quite no. settled on never quite settled into something permanent if you know what i mean okay, it was yeah. always sort of changing it, it was kind of um, a bit restless in that, in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah um i've always been envious of um bands that uh keep keep their lineups uh, you know, and and they find each other, and it and it and it yeah. seems to fall into place for various various reasons. So, yeah, yeah. So that's always the ideal. So did it but, feel obviously? I I always felt from the outside in that you were very very consistent. I wasn't quite aware of all the lineup changes, but mm. did it feel like you were sort of trying to build on quicksand a bit? Kind of a like bit, not really yeah. sure what's going to come around the corner and take the carpet out from under your feet yeah a little a little bit yeah it's it's just loads of things loads of yeah. life things like yeah, dis yeah, yeah. the distance that people live and what what other things they've got going on and um how much they can commit yeah. and uh, yeah many many things like that so it's yeah i, I think some, sometimes bands the the planets are in alignment and, and things fall into yeah. place really well so but it's actually quite straightforward once you've got a solid lineup the, the, oh yeah the, pro the protocol for getting somewhere is is, is yeah. fairly fairly standard isn't it um you yeah. just record you, you record cds do some great gigs and build up a following so yeah um, no, it was, it was a cool time i think we've also got to give a quick shout out to grant who was your drummer ah yes Grant Holford, he was yeah, very yeah. very very good at quite a young age and i'm planning at one point in the future to get him on the podcast yes but, um, i think yeah, i think it was be brilliant to hear hear grant's um yeah. grant's uh, uh what he's been up to you know the, the, yeah. the past few years um yeah. yeah grant was very consistent well not very absolutely consistent when it came yeah. to just uh um, being uh, reliable like um it didn't matter where the gig was or when it was or what the notice was or yeah. he was there he's always always really really on it with that it was fantastic so and we used to we used to rehearse at grant's house uh, for oh, a right. while and that was it was so helpful to just be to be able to just go there and he had an, an electronic drum kit and so we'd set up and run over the songs and everything, try to make sure they were tight. And yeah. um, and he had really understanding parents that, that allowed for that racket to go on, you know, for <laughs> yeah. a few hours. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. Nice. Really good yeah. times. Like this. They, well, that was the, the Grant 
when Grant joined, that was the last sort of um, yeah phase of it, of it that went on for maybe about two or three, uh, maybe four years or something. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was good. Now, I do remember checking out your MySpace page and listening to neoclassical quite a few times. Ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was great, great fun. That that was, and uh, uh, I think we we had that, and then eventually we did add some more um medleys i think we had three medleys at one point um and they're all yeah. they were all sort of 10 minutes long so essentially we, at one point we had like half an hour of classical music yeah. <laughs> within each gig which is um which is quite hilarious but um what was what we enjoyed was the crowd's reaction to it they uh, they they would come up with different types of moshing uh, and things you know and yeah. They, they were so responsive to the different pieces and um yeah uh, and, and they got very animated at times yeah. so so um what happened after entity did you take a bit of a break or did you try and find something else or um then uh then i did i ended up doing uh freezer which oh, yeah. was and um, which is a covers band and yeah. um and obviously, I, you know, always, always prefer to do originals. But, but as far as cover bands go, Freezer was was so much fun. Um, I think on and off. I'm trying to think of how many years it went. Um, God. Mm. Well, well, there was a there was a place called Number Six. Um, yeah. On on uh, King Street, and that was yeah. when it was at some point when Number Six was going. We started Freezer, and. Um, and we enjoyed um, a really nice busy time in Weymouth and we played at most of the places. We played on the seafront and we did Dorothy's and, and the Lizard, oh, yeah. all of those kinds of places quite regularly. Um, uh, and we did some, some when they had um, different sort of local festivals, we would, we would quite often uh, play. So we did, Keys, I think we did Keyside a couple of times two or three times and then we did some of the beach gigs that they used to do in the summer yeah um, we did those uh, we did a couple of those as well which was really good um yeah. so um yeah it was just kind of i think it was because we were really on the same page with keeping it yeah. simple and um um not having too much sort of unnecessary equipment and um uh and, and basically we got on really well and so obviously uh, it, the, the lineup was chris whiteside who's um, a legendary musician in Weymouth. Yeah. um uh basically everyone knows who he is um and he's, he's a great musician yeah um and dave phillips who's also a legendary musician and uh just very versatile uh, Dave is uh, he's got an amazing voice always has and um, yeah. but he's also a great guitar player as well so um, um, yeah that was and then we also had Pete Pete Smith as well who played rhythm guitar oh yeah and, and Pete was um, very very helpful when when it came to uh, he, he, he always seemed to have new equipment and he, he was one of those he's one of those guys that likes to yeah to buy guitars and uh and new yeah. amps and, and, and different different effects units and all yeah. sorts of things so he, he, he would always have something new to, to say oh, do you want to try yeah. this out <laughs> uh, so that was always fun 
Um, yeah, so I did. So basically, yeah, we did freezer for a while, um, and um, and then sort of after that, there hasn't been a huge. The, the, the most of the original kind of stuff has just been myself uh, doing things, work, uh, writing music at home, and basically um, putting that out there online. Yeah. Um, but there has been a few gigs here and there where I've decked in for, um, for original original bands. So after after Freezer, I, I joined a band called um, Neuron Spoiler, okay. um, which is uh, it's a funny name. It's like another way of saying brain damage, I suppose. Um, but right. they're based in London, and I, I think I've played with them for maybe maybe a couple of years. And just because of the the contacts they had uh, most of the gigs were in poland which is quite random but um yeah but we used to go there quite regularly and and those are some of the most enjoyable gigs i've done because um they were really uh, they were proper festival gigs so um uh, it, it kind of like uh, it certainly felt like a step up uh, uh, in terms of bands you know yeah. So um, so they were they were an original band. They were quite they were quite sort of power metally. Well, they're still going now. Um, they're oh, quite. Right. They're basically a, I would say they're sort of a power metal band. Uh, the vocalist is really good. He's got an amazing range. He's got like that Bruce Dickinson sort of range. And I think they've yeah. done maybe two or three albums. I think yeah, I think they've done three albums now. Cool. Nice. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then there's been a few, a few other kind of moments where I've sort of depped in for, uh, for original bands. So uh, there was a recent gig that I did, which I, I really enjoyed, and it was, um, I, I do recommend checking them out. They're called um, Memories of Old, Memories okay. of Old, and I would say um, they're, yeah, they're, I would say they're they're quite they're. A power metal band uh, they, they've got that really nice neoclassical sort of vibe going on and yes. um and so i'm just trying to remember what the venue was but ah that's annoying well the, the name of it will come to me but there was a, there's a really good venue up in birmingham and there was a like a, a, a metal festival that took place and um and they were uh, i think they were the second to Second to last band that played, and um, and so that was a, that was a really cool gig. Um, there was yeah. quite a few people there, um, and I think it got it got filmed and recorded, and I think the whole thing's on YouTube as well. Right. So um, yeah, um, so I, I would I, I do uh, recommend checking those guys out. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and that that sort of brings me up to the present. I think pretty much. Yeah, so. I was queuing to get my hair cut a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's the world that we live in now. And, uh, I, I love how you uh, change the subject. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. I on. tend to do this. This is an uh, absolute bedlam after all. So I've got to uh, throw some left field stuff in at the moment. Mm. But what I was going to say is um, you were playing acoustic guitar with a girl with a violin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, so what, what's um... that all about? <laughs> that's... Um, that's uh... Yeah, it's, it's, for, for some reason, I, I things kind of just happen um, and not 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 very 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 planned most of the yeah. time. So I tend to just sort of meet people at random, and then one thing leads to another, and then there's there's a there's a project of some sort. 
Um, yeah. So this one's quite recent. And so I met Barbara, uh, so she's called Barbara G Gazior. Um, she's, okay. from she's from Poland and she's um, classically trained violinist. Um, and I met her in a studio uh, in Weymouth. Um, my friend, another friend of mine has a has a studio and we jammed a little bit and then we we thought it'd be nice to 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 jam just outside and do a bit of busking yeah and what was what was enjoyable about it was that um uh, I'm, I'm, i've always been very much into into classical and yeah. she's she's obviously classically trained so i uh, just so happened to know quite a lot of pieces that she already knew and so yeah. there wasn't we didn't have to rehearse much i just kind yeah. of um uh, worked out the chords to to, to play yeah. to, to accompany her so basically she does most of the work really she does all of the <laughs> all of the melodies and yeah i some i sometimes jump in here and there to to do sort of counter melodies and and uh, but it's i basically sorry i I'm, i basically accompany her yeah on the guitar um and it's just it's just really enjoyable and and with the because the weather's become so nice now yeah, um definitely. we 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 genuinely just enjoy playing and so we we don't even we don't even do it to earn any money we just literally play because it's nice to be outside yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and so we we sometimes play outside uh uh saint mary's church in, yeah, in so, town yeah. And then we sometimes play. Um, the, recently, we've done a few down down by the harbour where they used to do Quayside, yeah. and uh, and that's just that's been really fun because um, uh, well we do we we sometimes get get a few um, sort of drunk people coming up to us asking for, for requests and things, and um, yeah. we do our best to 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 do those. But uh, but yeah, so other than playing outside, we did we have recorded a an album okay and that was really enjoyable so we recorded that at, um it sounds a bit random but um do you know figgy's um ice cream parlor yeah. in, in i saw on facebook that you recorded there yeah 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 um and by the way not not that i'm uh, uh, advertising anything but he, he does make the best ice cream in, in <laughs> um that's fine. yeah that's but fine. yes uh he um that he let us basically record in in one of the rooms there, one of the back rooms. And uh, so we just, in two days or three days, we, we just recorded a, a 15 track album. Yeah. And so we've basically put that up, put that online. Um, and uh, I'm, you see, I'm not so good with titles and things, song titles and album titles. So it's, it's just very it's simply called um, uh, Paul and Barbara. Or was it Barbara and Paul? I can't remember that. <laughs> so it's either Barbara. How a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that was uh, that was really really fun to do. So um, yeah, yeah. Cool, um, nice. Yeah, don't feel bad about uh, promoting Rossi's, but um, I do want <laughs> to let that the guy that runs it know that he now owes you a free ice cream. Ah, yeah. Sure, we'll get thousands <laughs> of people showing up now because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, they're really good. I know a few um, people that have actually contacted him to play, um, or not play, um, to serve uh, their weddings. 
Oh, so um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he deserves all the publicity that he gets because yeah, yeah, top definitely. quality ice creams. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I, I, I uh, as soon as I discovered his ice creams, I, I, I have to say, I've never gone anywhere else. So yeah, <laughs> yeah they are, they are great. Um, and he's yeah, he's he's, a, he's also a, a musician and he records in his yeah. in his shop in the in the back room there. So. Um, yeah. brilliant he's a very generous guy as well so yeah i've yeah. um occasionally gone for a drink with fuzzy uh chris coombs who used to be oh, yeah. on the granby yes yes um and this uh yeah just seems to be a recurring theme that um is it figgy sorry yeah yeah he, he goes by the name figgy yeah. um and i think yeah. uh his uh his real name is full full yeah that's it yeah um but yeah figgy is what everyone calls him so uh, it's weird. Yeah, I've got him on Facebook, but he only ever shares memes. So uh, I just know oh, it's yeah. the guy that makes the ice cream <laughs> and the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's it. That's definitely cool. figgy. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, yeah, is kind of more of a question, really. Um, yeah. But I just want to sort of get it out before we go into the traditional absolute bedlam structure that I've made, okay. which is. You strike me as a traditional musician in air quotes. So ah. what, what I mean by that is you cover a lot of classic compositions using a classical shaped guitar and you usually use your fingers. Ah, yes. Um... So that's obviously quite a disciplined sort of thing as opposed to just picking up an electric guitar and playing with a pick yeah. and just playing as loud as physically possible. Is that something that you've always done? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say so. Cause the, the first guitar I had was an acoustic and I, I didn't yeah. use a pick with that. I just used my fingers. And I think it was just because of the music that was around that I was yeah. uh, subjected to. And, and you, you had all of the, I was listening to all of these finger pickers like James Taylor and Paul yeah, Simon. Yeah. And, and um, mm -hmm. so that I just, you, you tend to sort of do what you kind of listen to first yeah. and, um, and then obviously I got into the electric guitar and, and so on. But um, but yeah, I've always tried to juggle those two. And, yeah. um, and I'm never, I'm, <laughs> I'm always slightly rusty on one at any one time because I can't, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, if I spend a couple of weeks on one, then I've got slightly rusty on the others and, and so yeah. on. So um, I kind of go back and forth to yeah, them. Um, because with the classic, uh, then basically uh, I think when did it when was it? it was 2005 i brought a classical guitar from spain right, okay. and um and i really preferred that because obviously it lends itself to finger style techniques yeah and um and then i started to realize that the flamenco technique um mm. which and, and by the way i haven't uh, i haven't mastered it yet it, it's very very difficult I, I can do some of some of the tech there's about six or seven kind of main techniques going on i can do kind of um, five of them reasonably okay yeah. um but those though all of that lends itself to the classical guitar but it's what i realize is that you can uh, you don't have to play the style of music of flamenco with that technique you can play anything you can you can play rock you can um because they 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 have these they get quite good at this picado technique which is basically the same as um what a bass player play, uh, how a bass player yeah. plays with two fingers walking yeah um 
and uh, but they might they might use three fingers like uh, and you know Billy Sheen that sort of way of playing. They might do it that way to to play faster. Yeah, that galloping um, sort of rhythm, galloping sort of thing. Yeah, and so yeah. I sometimes do that uh, if I, to try and get a bit more speed. Um, but I I was quite taken by that because it's just nice to be able to there's something very pure about picking up a classical guitar yeah. and and um, and, and basically using those techniques, but to play uh, not necessarily flamenco, but rock, pop, blues, yeah. um, classical, um, jazz, uh, and, uh, just 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 pretty much anything. So, yeah. Um, so, um, can't remember what the question was. <laughs> Sorry, I've lost. Yeah. I'm so, just one. Um, the reason I mentioned it is because when I started playing bass properly. Yeah, um, I was very much of the opinion that if someone, say, you know, Duff from Guns N' Roses, Duff McKagan, he mm. used to pick all the time. Yeah. So I wanted to copy his sound. Oh, so definitely. I used to pick. Yeah. And then obviously you've got people like Steve Harris. Um, yeah. I can't think of any basis off the top of my head right now, which is really embarrassing. But basically, if they played with fingers, I would play with fingers. If they played with a pick, then I'd play with a pick to try and emulate their sound if I was covering uh, one of their songs. That's really good, actually. I think that's I think fantastic. That yeah. kind of holds you into check because there's a lot of bassists that I've met through my career, I suppose, um, who were very adamant on just playing with one thing. Like, mm. they'd get blisters on their fingers and they wouldn't use a pick. They'd sort of be quite yeah. stubborn about it and adamant. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, well, you're not like you've you've got to kind of adapt. Like I said earlier about going on Skype for guitar lessons, mm. and um, you know, say in if you're in the middle of a song and you drop your pick, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, you're going to yeah, miss yeah. like a whole measure of music just so you can pick it back up off the floor, or are you going to yeah, try yeah. and soldier on? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And the the fact that you, I think it's great that you. Uh, play with a pick when it was um yeah when it was true to the player yeah. uh, and that would definitely be the right thing to do like in the session world if you were a session player to play accurately and, and authentically and things like yeah. that definitely so that's really good I, I suppose um um yeah uh, i think i think it's i think it's good to do both ways really to be able yeah. to play with both is, is is better yeah 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 i um I remember watching a Black Sabbath War Pigs cover, a uh, bass cover on YouTube, and this guy yeah. had covered it with a pick, and a lot of people were quite angry about that because obviously yeah. Geezer Butler uses his fingers 99% yeah. of the yeah. time. So he actually uploaded a video of him playing with fingers. Oh, and I just thought, yeah. wow, the, the power of YouTube <laughs> and the power of like yeah, cancel yeah. culture. <laughs> it's just crazy. I can, I can sort of understand the crowd's response just because yeah. with black sabbath that the the tone he gets out of the bass is so characteristic yeah and so yeah um when you think of the the intro to um mib mib and that bass intro and, the, and it's just you you only yeah. get that sound from the fingers so um yeah, yeah and I a bit of a fuzz of, pedal yeah yeah <laughs> that's it um so, so yeah i can talk yeah so we're just going to quickly go to another break okay then we're going to go to part three brilliant uh, which 
is what does your musical future look like? Okay. And if you've got anything sort of uh, release-wise or anything that you want to plug, then there's your chance. Brilliant. And then we're going to move on to childhood video game memories. Fantastic. So I'll, I'll let you have a second <laughs> to think of that. Okay, that's brilliant. We'll be right back. We're just going to go to a quick ocean bottle advert. Okay. Hey, guys, just a quick ad read. Ocean bottle. I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic. Support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic. These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contain double-walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award-winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam Podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. What does Paul's musical future look like? And do you have anything coming up, providing obviously everything goes back to normal in June? Right. Um, so I think uh, that's, yeah, good question. Um, I, I think there's a, I think that there's, there's probably a project coming up, I would say. Um, yeah. But it's quite vague. I'm not sure what it will be yet. But um, it might. It's probably going to be a three piece. I can imagine. Okay. So it's going to be a quite a stripped down uh, band of some kind. Yeah. Um, and um, <clears throat> uh, the uh, and I, I suppose um, the recent things I've done are, are probably relevant. Um, I uh, I've recently done a couple of guitar albums and the first the first one was called guitar pieces and yeah. that, those the tracks i i, I uh, released that quite quite recently actually it was only two years ago maybe more um but the songs on there were 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 quite old in fact i i even i played a couple of them back in the entity days so they were quite a few years old but i'm not the fastest person when it comes to releasing things i tend to um mm. uh, uh, it, for some reason that takes me a while <laughs> but um yeah. but that's basically an instrumental guitar album in in the kind of under the inspiration of people like malmsteen and steve Vai and satriani um yeah and then i recently did a second one and um and the only difference with the second one, obviously there's different songs on there, um, <laughs> but the uh, the main difference is that instead of having, the, the idea with the first one was that it was, what was on the uh, CD was identical what, uh, as to what would be live in the sense that the guitar does the rhythm and the lead in, in one big lump, 
if you know what yeah, I mean. It yeah. kind of interchanges from lead to rhythm. Yeah. But in the, the second one, the main difference sort of um, compositionally is that there's a rhythm guitar that, that, that runs throughout. And then, and then for live, um, I have a, a, a guitar part that's like an amalgamation of, of what you hear. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, so that so the and that that second one I I called not the most original title in the world, but I called it Age of Aquarius. And okay. um and if you like if if listeners uh, enjoy um, those sorts of uh, that sort of genre, I suppose, and um, Steve Vai, Satriani, yeah. Marty Friedman, uh, Malmsteen. Um, that kind of thing um then um, i'm hoping they might enjoy it <laughs> um so um yeah um so I, I suppose i could uh mention a few things on what i was thinking with that album yeah. uh, well with both with with both of them i suppose I, I always try to be melodic and when there's um sort of what what you would what you would call shred if you like i always i always try to make that part of the music in some way and not shred for the sake of it um and um that's hope that that's kind of what i'm hoping of um, uh, achieved with those so um if there are sort of fast moments it's 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 hopefully uh, um, embedded in the music in some way um but yeah it's basically just something that's something i enjoy i enjoy writing it's a style i enjoy writing and uh, i definitely enjoy playing live and so so, so going back so with the, the the question of what the future is i, I hope to to perform these uh, in some way and um hopefully with with a band obviously it, it would be better but um i might i might even just do it to backing tracks at some point um yeah. Uh, because it's uh, it's a nice simple way of, of playing and uh, and to be honest you can get the sound really really uh, really really high quality with, with backing tracks so um yeah so uh, 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 I'm, I'm, that, that's I think that's pretty much pretty much yeah, it at yeah. the moment nice yeah yeah so what's the album called with um you and the lovely Polish lady that plays violin What's that called? Uh, so we, <laughs> uh, this is uh, again not the best, uh, not the best album title. But we we just called it um, uh, classical duo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We li literally just called it that because uh, nice. yeah. Basically, what happens with me is I get to the stage where I'm about to upload it <laughs> to, to Bandcamp or something or CD yeah. baby, and then it says uh, it asks for the title, and, and <laughs> it's then that I think of the title. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know why, but I always think of the title last with, with, with things. And, That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I love listening to people's like creative processes of like what to them is like a priority, and then. Um, yeah yeah I, I just like that sort of insight into sort of how someone's mind works yeah yeah but definitely yeah i remember from joe's episode you randomly came up with a sort of duo at a wedding on the spot oh yeah you just called yourself paul and joe and that was yeah. it <laughs> yeah what else yeah, do you yeah. need <laughs> yes yeah. i mean uh um yeah, it, I have to. It, it, it's slightly lazy, but um, but it, it. I think it's because it does the job uh, quite yeah. well, and 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 so it's it's and it's easy to remember and things like that. So it's kind of like a practical name. 
yeah so it's it's all yeah. it's good but um no i really by the way i, I really enjoyed um, the podcast with joe uh, thanks yeah it's uh, a really uh, good one to do um and uh yeah it's just uh, really really cool to listen to his musical and what he's yeah, been doing yeah. musically lately so yeah yeah it's fantastic i've got a um album name for you if you want to write this one down ah okay let the music do the talking oh okay so I, I feel that that sort of sums up you really in a sentence is uh you don't dedicate time to sort of spangly photo shoots and dragons coming out of dungeons <laughs> sort of album artwork which we all obviously know and love yeah yeah um I, that's that's very yeah that's very much me yeah I, i'm i'm uh, i'm okay at focusing on the music but uh, i'm not the best when it comes to promotion and um yeah. and i think that's why um you know i'd, I'd I do I do well when I find the right people to work with and then you get that team effort of different skills yeah. contributing to the to the yeah. to the group. Um and there have been a few moments like that that, that have been enjoyable. Yeah. But um but no, I mean with instrumental music it's hilarious because you can just call it anything and it really yeah. doesn't matter. There's, there's no lyrics. So yeah. um so I I I, uh, I spent a little bit of I suppose I spent a few minutes thinking of, of song titles, but going back, to, but with the artwork, obviously I asked. Um, so with the second album I've done, uh, the drummer, I, I'd like to just mention um, Noah Barnes. Noah Barnes. Oh yeah. And he's an amazing drummer, really really talented, uh, just really tight, really imaginative. Um, but not only that, he he's an artist as well. And so he um, very kindly did the artwork for that second album, um, Age of Aquarius, and uh, yeah. Uh, and so it's just, I, I, it's just amazing. I, I, I could never do that. So, uh, and it's all come out of his head. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, I um, uh, yeah, feel free to have a little look at that. Um, yeah. And it was that was nice to have someone help with that that sort of thing because on the first on the first cd i've done um it's basically just a picture of me and i've run it through photoshop and just done an effect on it so that the colors kind of are inverted and slightly reddish um, yeah. <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was my attempt at the uh, at the artwork so yeah yeah if you um send me a link to whatever website you want me to sort of promote then i'll put it in the um the, the description of this episode ah oh, thank we're you trying to, we'll try and boost your sales by say free <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's brilliant well anything is is appreciated we'll, um, we'll try our best as always I'm, I'm working on a website it's 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 live and it's out there i bet it's uh, i'm kind of I'll, I'll mention that it's a work in progress but it's mm. basically just paulsunt.com okay so yeah, that's quite easy. Uh, yeah, paulsunt.com, yeah. and what I'm what I'm using it for mainly is an archive of, of music, and I'm I'm still in the process of putting that together. I've got quite a few more things to put on there, and yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um it's 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 kind of made a start on it. Put it put it yeah. that way. Um, but there is but there's a few things on there that um, cool. That are, fit, that are finished and, and ready to to be viewed yeah. i suppose um yeah um but uh, no i'm i'm i i uh yeah in terms of the but i think going back to your 
question again about the the future. Yeah, I suppose um, uh, because of what's going on in the world, uh, that also makes it difficult. Uh, because um, yeah, obviously I'm fingers crossed that uh, gigs go ahead and um, yeah, and things continue like that. Because obviously, yeah, uh, that, that 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 allows for things things like. Um, uh, festivals to, to go ahead and um, people yeah. seeing bands and musicians being able to grow yeah um, but in the in the back of my mind I'm, I obviously am aware that there's been two lockdowns and so yeah. um, if there'd been one lockdown I, I'd be thinking yeah everything's all good no problem but because there's been two I'm almost like I've got this little <laughs> this little concern you know that, that, that there could be a third so yeah the realisticness of your brain is a uh, yeah there. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I suppose I'm at least I'm at least partly prepared. Yeah, that's what it's all about. For that, and so because of that, uh, I'm I've, I've been enjoying the on just doing things online. I suppose um, yeah, and, uh, it's a wonderful time to live in because of yeah. technology and how easy it is to just distribute your own. You basically you can you're your own record company now yeah. and, and distributor and, and everything so yeah um that's a really really cool thing yeah definitely mm. so uh keep an eye out for the website guys and uh paul will uh announce some stuff soon hopefully june 21st onwards we can all have a rave and do whatever the hell we used to do back in the day of yes whatever the year was i don't even know who i am <laughs> uh, yeah. no i can't remember when it was he um, no, just on that, if that's all right with you, Paul, we're going to go into the uh, semi-quick-fire question world. Oh, okay, podcast. yeah. Love it. So, Paul, what is your first childhood video game memory? Um, okay, so we had... Hmm, yeah, we had a Commodore 16. Oh, um, wow that's that's ancient that really is old um yeah. and i have some vague memories of, of games on that commodore 16. um obviously pac-man was on it yeah. um that's possibly one of the first memories and and that was just really addictive um uh, what else was there um then then we had then we had the master system I think we had oh, yeah. after that, um, and uh, can't remember the names of the games on that. I'm afraid that's a that's little right. bit distant for me. But my 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 brother would remember because he was a bit he's a, he's a bit few years older. Yeah, I would say that the 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 time that made an impression was um, when the Mega Drive and the yeah. Super yeah. NES came out, and that was like a a step up and. Uh, we were we got sort of uh, unhealthily addicted <laughs> to, yeah. to those two, and yeah. so we had uh, Street Fighter Two, which we mm -hmm. we played to, to absolute death. Um, oh yeah, and we had uh, they had it might be, it might not have been the very first, but there was a Mario Kart game on on there, yeah, and, um, and it was just uh, again so addictive. Yeah, we. Um, we spent many many hours on that, yeah. um, and then on the Mega Drive, obviously we had Sonic, which was great. What a yeah. great game! Yeah, 
And then another great game for me, I'm starting to think of more and more games now. This is, this is yeah. quite fun. Was um, Streets of Rage. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. And I, I absolutely, both of us just adored the music in these games yeah. we just couldn't yeah, believe yeah. how good how good it was and yeah. and, it, and on the mega drive i think it was the same on super nest but there were, you could go into options and you could just play the music you could just sort of select yeah. all, the, all the tunes on their own so we'd, we'd just we'd do that and um yeah, yeah. The, the the music in streets of rage was like a yeah. kind of techno ravey type of disturbed yeah. Uh, electronic type music and it was just amazing and I've, I've always thought it could do with maybe um being reproduced uh yeah, awesome. and, and, yeah. Uh, with modern um recording quality yeah um yeah, yeah. And, and maybe with maybe with all of them um but yeah so uh and then there was oh another game was um Star Fox as well, which we which we, we played a lot. Um, but it might have been called something else. I think at one so, point it was called I think on the N sixty four it was called Lilac Wars. Ah yeah, yeah, that was it. Not yeah. sure about pre N sixty four. Yeah, it might have been called um uh, different yes at one point it was Star Fox and I think they released it under that name. Um yeah. but yeah, we 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 love that game and again that was some of the best game music I've I can remember in that game yeah. it really was amazing um yeah. and then the, yeah so we, i did have a childhood phase of uh, of yeah. getting of getting into that we obviously we didn't go outside very much for that for that time <laughs> lots of training um, to nowadays yeah exactly exactly um but yeah. i but I, I suppose that 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 was before um um I ended up with an with an acoustic guitar, and and then that sort of I started to get more interested in that, which I suppose in a way I'm kind of glad about because, uh, yeah, um, you know, um, yeah, games are great. They're, I think they're great for un unwinding and relaxing too, and, and just chilling out. And uh, I remember Joe Ryan. Um, uh, I don't know if he mentioned it. I can't remember if he mentioned it in the podcast, but he used Minecraft as a way to quit smoking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think is amazing, you know. It's actually quite therapeutic that game. Um, yeah, that's got a lot of music in the background as well, isn't it? It's it very does. piano based. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very chill. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So basically, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Mega Drive, Super NES, um, and then I did I did play on the uh, uh, the uh, oh, what can I remember it? PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did get into that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. And I, yeah, those are my those are my memories. May, may I ask uh, what yours are? So I absolutely love Streets of Rage too. Oh yeah. I was very disappointed as a child when I punched a barrier in real life that I didn't get a turkey <laughs> um, yeah. or a load of money. Yeah. So, no. Such oh, is the effect of these games. They're uh, yeah, yeah quite powerful. That's it. <laughs> Um, I probably played GTA 3 a lot younger than I should have. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yes. One of my favorite games ever, which if you're into like samurai sort of Japan and sort of dynasty sort of stuff, there was a yeah. game called Onomusha Warlords. Okay. And you play right. a samurai called Samanosuke. Right, okay. And you go around killing demons called uh, Genma. Sounds good. 
and it's so, a really, well, really good game. It came out on the PlayStation 1, and I remember playing the absolute hell out of the first level because I oh, couldn't yeah, get yeah. a memory card. Yeah, yeah. So I just had to keep playing the whole game from scratch. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that was one of my favourite games ever. Um, another couple of games that I absolutely loved, it was pretty much N64 all the way. Yeah, um, yeah. As a child, Super Mario 64. Oh, that, that was amazing. Um, um, bit out uh, there, but Pokemon Snap. Oh, yes, yes. I and, think I uh, remember that. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, and I mean, Zelda again, the music, yeah. just unbelievable. Love yeah, it. I remember all of that. I remember just jamming yeah. on the ocarina for like hours. Yeah. Because you could Is... bend the notes, couldn't you? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, now, with that, I, I didn't play it myself, but I used to watch my younger brother play it. Uh, yeah. And I used to just sort of uh, sit there with, yeah. with my guitar. I'd be playing my guitar and I'd, yeah. I'd just enjoy watching it. But the... Um, yeah, the music was great, and uh, yeah, I remember just thinking I couldn't believe how how much uh, you know how much how how high quality it was. How uh, yeah. they, they've, they've got like a a composer, if you like, a trained composer yeah. to write music, and it's the sort of quality that you'd, you'd get in a film. You know, yeah. it's a, a child. So I just think that's brilliant. Yeah. It's very immersive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really yeah, thought no, about what they were going to do with that game. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I think they have their. They definitely have an important place. You know, uh, they they are very good if you're feeling a bit stressed and and uh, as a way of unwinding. You know, um, uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very cool. So I mean, now at the moment, um, uh, I, I I only have one game on my laptop. It's Minecraft, of course. Um, yeah. I just think it's a very, very cool game, very clever. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously, you know, it's not necessarily uh, productive, but it's um, it's, yeah. uh, it's a useful uh, useful game to just chill out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it helps you switch off. Yeah. Sometimes that's uh, what video games are really good for. Yeah. But, yeah, right. So, next question. Favourite film? Oh, um, uh, let's see. Hmm. You can have more than one if it's uh, too much of a okay split decision. I I always thought Back to the Future was good, to be yeah. honest, as a film, um, as all three of them. Just uh, just thought it was really different, um, well put together, um, yeah. and, uh, and and absolutely hilarious as well. Um, it's like it's like a like everything rolled into one. Um, loved, loved Indiana Jones when I was a kid. Really loved that, especially the uh, Temple of Doom. I uh, thought that was an amazing film. Um, and uh, there was, uh, for some reason, I think when we were kids, we were allowed to watch some quite dark films as well, which maybe we shouldn't have, but. Uh, but we saw, I remember seeing Alien when I was quite young. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and that was that's quite scary when you're uh, 10 or something. Um, yeah. But that's an amazing film, um, obviously, because of the artwork. Um, and also, um, uh, not that it's not that it's necessarily a, 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 you know, a great film, but um, for, for comedy value, um, Evil Dead 2. 
uh, yeah. for some reason. I don't know why we had these films lying about <laughs> on, on on tape. But we, these are the films we seem to have lying about at home. Um, so uh, yeah, we used to find that one quite funny. Um, nice. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, in more recent years, um, I thought The Matrix was really good, especially the first one. And um, people have been referring to that film a lot lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about, mostly hypothetical, but uh, a lot of talk about uh, the fact that we might be living in some sort of hologram. Um, yeah. It's hard to prove or disprove, obviously, but it's fun to discuss. But uh, um, yeah. uh, And so they tend to, re tend to refer to that, uh, that film. Uh, it's quite powerful. Um, yeah, get what you mean, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I quite like. Uh, I, have to, I have to admit, this is where like the uh, the conspiracy things come in. But yeah. certain films that allude or cleverly suggest corruptions, different types of corruptions in the government and the way they go about things. And I, I think there's been just some random films that have come out that that point to those sort of things. There was a film called Shooter that I thought was quite good. And what they do is it's they basically they get a really good sniper and yeah. they they frame him. They they get him to show mm. um I think it's the FBI or it might yeah. be the CIA, one of them. They, they they get him they get him to demonstrate if it's possible to assassinate the president uh, at two miles distance. And um and as yeah. soon as he's able to demonstrate it's possible, the, the president gets shot and then they frame the, the, the sniper and they, they get they try to blame it on him. So yeah. it's it's like an eye it's like a, a little possibility of how they how they go about things or how they might go about things. Yeah. Um yeah, any any sort of films like that I think are quite cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I think I watched um a show called Shooter, it's like a Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing it was off the back of the film. It was really good, actually. Yes, yeah. Very yeah. American, very patriotic, sort of. Uh, yes, yes. Kind of cheesy, but yeah, I'm, that, I'm here it. for cheese. I quite like oh, a bit of cheese. Absolutely. Um, another one was uh, it was a Mel Gibson film. What was it called? Uh, his daughter. His daughter gets um, assassinated because she finds out something about. Um, a weapons company uh, making illegal nuclear uh, weapons. So it's right. this, and then it's basically Mel Gibson trying to uh, avenge the, the death of his daughter. But um, but yeah, that it's got a, it's, it. Does, it has a strong conspiracy sort of vibe to it, yeah. um, which I think is is, is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I uh, can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's on his on his on his back uh, track list of films somewhere. Yeah. IMDb. <clears throat> if you wanna yeah. find it out, people, then go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one other, one other film that I liked yeah. was uh, Interstellar because uh, it. I thought I thought it was really good, really different. Um, the ending was questionable, but the, the, the yeah. vast majority of it was was really really cool. Uh, the visuals of it and uh, um, <clears throat> a lot of films lately they tend to. They tend to cut very quickly. The cuts have become quite fast, and you you almost feel it's a bit epileptic. But um, yeah. Interstellar, they seem to have been conscious of the fact that they need to slow down a bit and um, 
uh, give a few seconds to, to some of the cuts so that you can actually take it in, um, yeah. which I thought was quite quite good. Mm. Um, and, and obviously anything sci-fi, I absolutely love. Uh, yeah. Really, really into that sort of thing. Um, what did you think of Prometheus? I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah. It's one of the first films that I saw Michael Fassbender do more than... Oh, yeah, yeah. She does. Yeah, I really enjoyed that film. Um, uh, again, uh, you know, better, better cuts. Like the cuts are really nice and long at, at times. And, uh, yeah. um, and it, it ends with many sort of un, unanswered questions and, and, uh, and loose ties. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think he planned to make three, but he only got as far yeah. as two. I think there was a problem with, I don't know whether it was because it wasn't popular enough or, or mm. because of COVID or I'm not sure what the reason was. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that for what it was. Yeah. 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 So I've just realised the time on this. So we're just going to have to go to yeah. another recording session. Um, okay, fantastic. So, the next question I'm going to ask you is what are your favourite bands slash artists? Okay. See, for someone that's lived and breathed music for about 20 years. Okay. Um, I'm happy to accept multiple answers. Brilliant. Um, and we'll go from there. So, Wonderful. See, we've just touched on conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the paranormal. Um, ah, yeah. yeah. Whatever you want. So um, we'll just quickly... Join another session, and we'll be right back, people. Okay, fantastic. So, Rossies, if you are looking to give out <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, brilliant. So, we were just talking about um, movies, and now we've moved on to talking about favourite bands slash influencers slash artists that have um, made you the person that you are today, I suppose, Paul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, where to start? Um, yeah, so I think with, with the electric guitar, um, I think I've gone through phases of enjoying different players and, uh, and I, I sort of listen to everything they've done and, uh, um, until I've, until I'm a little bit bordering on sort of sick of it and then I sort of move on to someone else. But, um, yeah. But I went, so I, I suppose I could talk about who those were. So I went through a phase of um, uh, listening to Joe Satriani and uh, Steve Vai. They were very prominent, obviously, in the 80s and 90s, early 90s. And, um, but very, yeah, very, they're, obviously they're great performers, but it was very much about the music that I, that I enjoyed about them. And, um, you know they put on great shows and etc but uh, but yeah it's, it's mostly about what they've recorded that, that interested me and uh, yeah. so yeah just they they uh, they have some really nice melodic ideas and harmony ideas really nice chord sequences and they seem to be sort of making an effort to to explore music and and to break away from um conventions uh yeah so, um, so I was quite inspired by them, uh, but not only that, I was in, I think I was inspired by them in terms of, uh, they, they were, they kind of made it cool to be 
disciplined. Uh, they sort of made it cool to practice, if you like, and in, in their interviews, yeah. they they don't sort of try and make out that they're just uh, gifted. They they're quite happy to say, no, I, I you know I, I have to, I really have to put hours into this to <laughs> to maintain to maintain it every day. Yeah. So and I I thought that was quite cool. Um, uh, on so that's sort of electric guitar. I, I love certain certain players. I think are just really really good. So uh, I've, I've always been quite taken by um, uh, some of the stuff Marty Friedman's done and contributed to. Um, and uh, so one example is just. Uh, uh, listening to Rust in Peace and um, and the, the lead breaks that, he, that he's put on that album are just uh, they're just exceptional in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, partly because of it's 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 basically everything. It's his choice of notes. It's um, it's the colours that he's found. Um, the, the different types of interesting scales and note choices, um, and it's his um, articulation, the way he. He, he, the way he bends, the way he slides into notes, um, very, very powerful vibrato. Um, and they're actually they're actually not like uh, uh, ridiculously fast if you compare them to to, to Petrucci or or Malmsteen. Yeah. They're actually they're actually not not on that speed level. But that's why I love them because they're just they he sort of brings it back a bit, and you can really hear every note. In, yeah. in, so you can always hear every note. It never becomes like a blur, of sort of uh, yeah. like, a, like a, a herd of bees. So um, yeah, he's another another influence. Um, uh, so on one of his solo albums, I think he's got a solo album called um, Dragon Kiss, and uh, yeah. and there's a song called Jewel, a song called uh, as in as in a, a gem, like a jewel, and. Um, and and it's just a uh, like a ballad, and uh, but his playing on that is sort of a really good example of, of it's, it. Kind of sums up his playing in one in one piece. I sort of highly recommend listening to that. Um, yeah, and then um, uh, on my on my music, the music I've got on my hard drive, I've, I've got a, a large amount of classical, and um, and so in terms of um, my favourite composers. Are, are, I mean, and this is not not that I'm any different because most people love these people. But J.S. Bach is just just amazing. Um, I, I don't. I haven't found a piece by him that I don't like. It's just sort yeah. of this incredible, incredibly consistent composer, just always writing at a high standard. Every every piece, whether it's a big piece like a cantata or or whether it's a, a small fugue or or, or, yeah. or invention, a keyboard invention, like it, no matter what he's writing, it's always a masterpiece. Um, and uh, a lot of Beethoven I've got on there, uh, the Beethoven symphonies and the Beethoven piano concertos. No, no sorry, the, the Beethoven piano sonatas are, um, are just sort of, yeah, uh, they're, they're like a must, a must listen to in, in the world of classical. Um, um, uh, but another composer that I, that I really love is I still still do is Rachmaninoff, and um, again, not that I'm any any different to most most fans of classical, but uh, uh, if no one's ever heard him before, I, I 
basically just listen to second piano concerto uh, listen to that a few times and it's uh, it's profoundly good it's just uh, the atmosphere it creates is, is incredible like whenever i listen to it i it, it, i'm not on earth basically um so it's incredibly rich composition incredibly large chords uh in there and, and, and uh, very detailed very complex music um yeah um and uh, and then I, I think there's some some other influences that i've the other people that i've really enjoyed have been um on the more acoustic um guitar players like tommy emmanuel um, oh, yeah. I'm not, uh, he's an australian guitarist and i I was lucky enough to go and see him at the um, where was it the Tivoli in Wimborne. I went to see him there, and it's brilliant. Loved it. Um, and basically, he's just really good at making the guitar sound like there's more than one person playing. So uh, he's 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 very good at accompanying himself and basically playing the melody and chords and bass lines all at the same time he just basically does a lot of things at the same time uh, and he's also a good performer as well um so i've had a go at i i, I do have a go at some of these pieces I, I don't believe i can play them like he can but um but on the on the classical i enjoy sort of having a go at some of these pieces yeah um and then when i was in spain i got very inspired by uh, Paco de Lucia and other amazing flamenco guitarists, but he was um, definitely up there among the best. And uh, yeah. uh, he, I think, when did he pass? He passed away like two or three years ago, maybe even four years ago now. Um, but he yeah. was, uh, yeah, just an amazing flamenco guitarist, and he worked with lots of other musicians and. He branched out. He didn't just do flamenco. He sort of branched out into jazz as well, and, and fusion. So he played yeah. with um, people like Chick Corea, for example, uh, and John John McLaughlin. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's that's a, a certain certain proportion of, of, of things yeah. that have influenced me. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, but on top of yeah, on top of all of that, I've, I've always had a thing for metal, and um, I've been to Wacken twice. Uh, really enjoyed it. I think I went to Blo yeah, I went to Bloodstock as well. Um, yeah. And there's uh, there's just uh, something just a lot. Of, there's a lot of it's basically a lot of fun. <laughs> metal. It's uh, it's uh, very much about the show and uh, having yeah. a good time, having a few beers, and uh, but obviously the music is incredibly powerful because it's just loud and uh, yeah. and, and and all of that. So um, uh, there's countless bands that I've enjoyed. Um, I don't always remember the names of them, but um, but there's uh, uh, so so many other so many other bands that I've, that I've really enjoyed that have come and gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I I definitely went through a dream theater phase, and so I went to see them at the Carling Apollo, I think it was in in London, and that that gig was was one of my favourites, just because regardless of, of whether one likes dream theater or not, the sound quality was amazing. Whoever they whoever their sound man was, it was it was one of the best sounds I've ever heard, and. 
and it made me realize that most of the other metal gigs I'd been to were not actually that good. Yeah. Um, uh, they kind of sounded a bit, a bit like a bit of a mess and you, you really couldn't necessarily distinguish the instruments that well, but on this gig, it was, it was, it was like listening to a CD. Was in, was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Dream Theater download and I felt that they really nailed their sound then as well. And that was during a live festival. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. really hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very, very cool. The only other gig that was possibly on par with that of that was Extreme. Oh, um, yeah. That was one of, the, one of the last sort of live gigs I went to, actually. That was um, Brixton Academy, I think it was, up, up in London. And um, that was just a really enjoyable gig, partly because of the sound, because it was so nice and clear and you could hear, hear what they were doing. And uh, I was one of the things I enjoyed actually with their backing, the three part harmonies they had um, uh, were just really, really good. So, uh, yeah, that's a band I've always been quite fond of. Is that the band of Nuno Benincourt? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Nino Betancourt. Um, yeah. yeah, very, very enjoyable guitarist yeah. to listen to and, and to watch watch live as well. Um, yeah, they're kind of um, they're they're a bit metally in places, but they also have a funk element uh, which I really like. Yeah, and um, uh, um, so so yeah, that 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 sort of sets them apart a little bit, I yeah. think. Um, they are they are a little bit cheesy in places, but uh, but but they do it well. They 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 pull it off really well. So yeah, extreme are good. Mm. <clears throat> nice. Um, right. So that is probably the most extensive list I've ever had. <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've cut it short because I, no, I feel cool. like I'm I feel like I'm waffling. So no, you're not. You're not. It's um, it's important for a musician to have lots of different tastes. Yeah, yeah. You can't just listen to Appetite for Destruction and just <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, like, obviously, you know, going off off on a bit of a tangent, but I think like music is like food. Yeah, I hear that quite a lot. That you wouldn't just eat beans on toast every meal, yeah. would you? You would try and mix it up a bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's important to try and sort of uh, keep yourself afloat, and you know, I, I find stuff like Spotify and all that sort of stuff quite overwhelming, um, yes. as I've mentioned in the past. But yeah, it just like that whole sort of um, remembering who you like and suggested artists. So you know, say you're listening to a certain band, and yeah, someone comes up underneath saying if you like this band you'll probably like this band and, yeah um, i i um that's it I, I feel very overwhelmed in recent years just because of the amount of bands yeah and so what starts to happen with me is is i suppose it's age a little bit but you start to uh you start to sort of immediately i can hear if something's been done many times yeah. before it doesn't yeah. mean I won't like it, but it it'll, it it sort of won't grab me as much, obviously. If, if I can. and so um, uh, it does, I have to say, it often happens that a friend will recommend a band, and I'll listen to it. I'll listen to a couple of tracks, and it will basically I'll be able to to say several bands that it sounds like, which is 
that's fine. Yeah. I, I suppose there's there's an argument that the newer generation they need to be able to uh, to hear these. They're, they're gonna. There's nothing wrong with enjoying these as if it was the first time. You know. Yeah. But you can obviously. I think it's age because you tend to start tracing things back to the original source. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, and so. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I. I uh, uh, the, I think the, the the recent sort of genre, if you like, that I've enjoyed just because it's just different is, uh, I would say it's safe to say it's a genre. This kind of, um, well, there's a few Viking bands uh, and they play quite, they're, they're playing traditional Viking music um, right, okay. as, it, as it would be played uh, historically with the correct instruments and, and they dress up in, in, in the way they used to dress up. I believe. I think they're, they're they're following that as best they can, and they're yeah. really really cool. They're really nice, especially background music. So you've got Wadru Wadruna. Okay. Um, uh, uh, not sure if I'm pronouncing that, but I'll, I'll send you a link anyway. Wadruna. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. And then another one was Hailig Hailing Hailing. I can find it. I'll send you another. But yeah, um, yeah. they're. Um, they're not sort of intense to listen to, but there's a there's a lot going on. There's lots of drones, yeah. and uh, it's very much more about the atmosphere. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's been that's been like the most recent thing that I've, I've thought. Ah, oh, this is this is different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. If anyone wants to check any of them out, then uh, let me know what you think. So um, yeah. right. So just on that. Paul, do you have yeah. any paranormal stories? <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, uh, I can think of possibly. Um, so where I was in France, uh, that we had an amazing night sky or view of the night sky because of the lack of pollution, uh, light pollution. And so yeah. I'd often go out with my friends and be we just enjoy looking up at the night sky and you could the Milky Way was incredible. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of uh, interesting things moving around up there. Um, now, obviously, most of them are satellites and I'm aware that there's a, you can tell a satellite. It looks like a tiny little faint star moving very consistently. Yeah. Um, many, many of those. But there was there was an object that basically we were looking up and it and it switched on and then switched off again and it was like a huge light that just switched on and off and yeah. whatever that object was it was it was stationary it wasn't moving okay. um and we thought that was really strange um uh yeah that was that was one thing it just really looked really out of place i don't know what that maybe it was just a yeah. space station or maybe it was yeah. a really high up military plane or um there's, there's, there's things it could have been but it was it was not yeah. something i've seen before mm. um and a few there was a few other few other objects a few other lights and things that sort of seemed to change direction now and again um yeah. that we saw um uh yeah o other than that um um other than that I, off the top of my head i can't think of any myself but i know other people that yeah. have had paranormal paranormal experiences so uh yeah. um so i think 
my mom had has a story and it actually came from her her mother um oh, right. who basically so this is going back a long time but she stayed in a hotel and basically uh, saw a ghost uh, but she that she uh, didn't believe she doesn't believe didn't believe and till the end of her till the till yeah. the end of her life she didn't believe in ghosts you know but but she saw a guy walking around in a military uniform yeah. <laughs> in a in a hotel room um, while she was in bed um, and so she sort of as far as I can remember she sort of waited for this thing to disappear or walk out and then she went downstairs to the receptionist. And so that, yeah, I've just seen a guy in my room with you know in a, in a like a mili old military uh, uniform, and the receptionist said, "Oh yeah, the, the place is haunted. A lot of people have seen him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and and so that that was um, that was pretty interesting. Um, that's yeah. like an old, old family story, but but yeah, like I said, um, my, that's my grandmother. She she yeah. didn't she just didn't. Didn't, but she still didn't believe after that, you know. So she obviously yeah, thought it was yeah. imagination or it was a dream, or and she probably found a way to put it down to something. But that, that to me, was seems mm. quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try and get some more paranormal people on. Um, yeah. I've obviously got until October to try and find um, potentially, you know, two or three guests. Because mm. I'm I'm trying to work um, some of these episodes down so that I'm only recording on Mondays. Yeah, so I've actually booked yeah. up all of my sessions um, from now until mid July. Ah, um, and see. I don't want, I don't want this to become like work. I want to actually like genuinely <laughs> enjoy the conversations yeah, yeah. I'm having rather than working myself into the ground. Yeah, no, I think it's um, great. I think uh, yeah, I do think about it a lot, and um, I'm open to the idea that maybe some people can. Can, can see things that not everyone yeah. can because the we're not all the same and uh, you yeah. know there is a there are yeah, differences in, in from person to person um yeah. obviously everyone looks slightly different we, we have slightly different uh, things we're interested in etc etc and so it's i'm open to the idea that maybe um in with some individuals they their senses might be uh, just uh, just so happen to be just that tiny bit better that they yeah. can they can sense things uh, like like spirits and ghosts and metaphysical yeah. beings and yeah. I don't know if you've found this but uh, actually yeah that reminds me of another one which I would say I would probably say it's paranormal so only mildly but um, yeah. I was at my mum's house and just randomly a cat came in and um, we'd never seen this cat before um, yeah. and it just walked in and it went into one of the rooms and it climbed up onto like uh, this little ledge above the curtain and it was it seemed like it was in a world of its own it seemed like it was in a kind of trance yeah. um, and usually uh, it, usually if you see a cat that you've never seen before it's usually a bit scared and it, it doesn't come up to you and it might run off and stuff but this was it, it was it was as if it couldn't see me um literally yeah. as if it couldn't see me funnily enough i think joe ryan was there yes i think he was um because what happened is we were like well what do we do with this cat should we just leave it there um but it was looking around the room uh, as if it could see something and obviously yeah 
because he couldn't see anything. I think eventually Joe went and picked it up and put it back outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just um, made me think that maybe uh, maybe they can, they've got some senses um, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, we, that we don't have. I think dogs have got a heightened sense of reality. Yeah. Um, kids are very susceptible to spirits and um, you always hear about the sort of imaginary friend stories, don't you? Of Yeah. Um, yeah. Jemima told me to do it and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 and then you, yeah. you look back at the history of the house and there was someone that lived there once called Jemima and it's just freaky. Like, there's it no is. way a kid would know that. But yeah, yeah it's... Yeah. That's when it starts getting a bit too real for me is when I find out that, you know, it's actually like actively trying to get into my family's life. And that's when I, I draw the line. at uh, You'd never see me do a Ouija board. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Some yeah. things are not meant to be meddled with, even for a yeah. YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, um, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with dogs, I've, they seem to be able to tell if yeah. if someone is uh, is a threat or yeah um, it might be that they can tell what mood someone's in but um, but I I mean there there is a just in terms of just nature and and, and, and evolution and things like that and most animals basically they'd rather conserve energy and they'd rather feel safe and calm and chilled because if they if there is a threat they've got to use energy to run away etc so they'd rather know that they can be relaxed around people so and i think maybe because of that they have a heightened sense of being yeah. able to tell if you're if you're okay i suppose um and yeah. uh, and, and so, so which is why i it's just an explanation of, of why maybe dogs sometimes they randomly go for people um yeah and, yeah. and then and, and other times they'll they'll come up to you and they're, they're completely fine but um yeah i've often thought about that yeah no I, I know what you mean right so last two questions okay so first things first do you have any questions for me ah um um well i I said I, I was probably going to ask uh, where where we first met, and, and but I think we've I think we, you mentioned that we we probably met in Finns back in the uh, back in the yeah it was either Finns um, or Queens or randomly yeah. outside. And um, you see, and when I do meet you in person again, I, I'll all of it will come back. To, I'll be like, oh, yes, <laughs> and, and we did that, and we did this, and so yeah, I'm I'm being a bit a bit slow there. Uh, but right. um, no, yeah, question wise, uh, maybe. Uh, what would you what would you hope for your for your podcast in the, in the future and, um, yeah. uh, and, and are, you, are you a fan of, of people like Joe Rogan and, and I love Joe Rogan I've recently yeah. watched his um, episode with Dave Chappelle who oh, is okay. a very very controversial comedian but he's regarded as one of the sort of greats of our generation ah. um, he's very on the nose of his humor but a lot of it is an act. Um, I think I'll have this. Yeah. Yeah. He wears a jumpsuit as if he's in prison for his live shows. Right. Um, he's he's very out there. But I he... Must, uh, check him out. He's a very interesting character. And when um, LA got a bit too busy for him, he moved to, I think it was Texas. Mm. He just moved to a farm in the middle of nowhere. 
and he just like turned his phone off and said, right, I'm going to do whatever I want when, whenever I want. Yeah. Started sort of busking in the street and occasionally just <laughs> showing up to like Central Park and doing like a live stand-up show. Amazing. And just he just lives life on his own terms. But yeah, I absolutely love Joe Rogan. I've I've been listening to Joe Rogan for about ten years, I reckon. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. His interviews of Elon Musk. Yes. Um, Henry Rollins. Oh yes, yes. And, uh, well, oh uh, yeah. Who? Sorry. Boy and Slat that did the um, what was it? The ocean, um, recycling machine. Interceptor. Oh, now I've seen the machine. I didn't know that that was his name, but right, I must yeah. watch that one. He's he's literally had thousands, hasn't he? Now, yeah, over the years of yeah. these, these interviews, and they're yeah. so diverse. And um, yeah, he's yeah. Great. What uh, what I like is that he brings them on to to listen to them, and but not necessarily to. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. really challenge them as such. He asks them questions to find out yeah. more. Um, and um, but yeah, he just really uh, brings them on to sort of give their, give yeah, their some airplay. That's brilliant. He's just um, been doing it for fun as well, to be honest. Because yeah, yeah. after he did Fear Factor, he just mm. had so much money that he could just take a bit of a break. Yes, and right. then obviously he became a comedian and he became a UFC commentator. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and he really genuinely doesn't need to do anything anymore, but he wants to do it. And yeah, I think yeah. stuff like that's like really important. It's like the whole sort of the Kevin Hart legacy of what are you going to leave behind? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, I really like uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and so this is um, well, I, I'm, I'm, I wish you all the best with your podcast, you. and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get there. I mean, um, yeah. uh, I'll look out for your interview with. With Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter we'll of that. time. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. What I'll do is I'll interview him in Poundland. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the Poundland equivalent of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's that very modest of you, actually. But no, I think you're every bit as good. Every bit as good. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I've had some really good positive feedback on this. And I do at some point want to go audio and video. And oh, I do want to try and get this into a studio at some point. Mm. But with everything that's going on in the world, I just don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. And I just want to take it slow. Of course. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to get excited to then get disappointed. Mm. No, but we'll I see. To totally hear you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. I think it's a great idea. And, yeah. Um, I was bored at yeah. home and I thought, right, let's give this a go. And I've been doing, well, I think this is episode 45. Ah, something like right. that, maybe. Not that many, fantastic, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. It's, it's, it, from my just from being on it this time, it's been nice to talk about um, yeah. past a bit. And uh, obviously, you started off with how how have I coped with the lockdown? And yeah, it's it's actually quite nice to to verbalise what's been happening. Um, yeah, feels, feels quite good to do that. So um, no, I think it's brilliant. And also, uh, hopefully, uh, other people listening have had. A similar time and they can it's, it's nice to know other people are in the same boat or they've had similar yeah. experiences yeah people just like conversation at this point because um yeah it's quite rare now isn't it, it uh, yeah it, it is yes yes so um, we're going to move on to the last question if that's all right yes absolutely then i'm going to get ready and go to bed because i am tired <laughs> okay so yeah. We're going to venture on into Meal Deal Corner. 
and we're going to ask Paul, what is your go-to meal deal? Right. Um, <laughs> do, do, I have to be honest. Uh, I, I might I might need a bit of um, uh, info on this because is this a is this, help. is this a, a kind of a running? I might not be familiar <laughs> with this question. Like uh, yeah. now, when in terms of meal deal, do you mean like when you go into Tesco or, or yeah. something and and you get a packet of crisps, a coke, yeah. and a, a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Well, that's the only one I know of. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry if that's a disappointing answer. No, that's but fine. I'm going to have to go for uh, for that one: a packet of crisps, um, yep, a bottle of Coke, and a sandwich. So what? What crisps <laughs> and what sandwich? Um, I quite like. Um, I've always, for some reason I've always quite liked McCoys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, and the, the sandwich. Um, I, uh, I, uh, what, what do they normally have? Um, uh, not too fussy with that. I have, to, I have to admit, I'm not not too fussy. But I've been trying to, um, I've been trying to sort of eat less meat. Uh, the oh, okay. I'm sort of going through, I'm sort of going. I'm, I haven't cut it out a hundred percent, but I've cut it out a lot like um so um i'd probably have um I, I eat a bit of egg now and again and stuff so i'll probably have an egg sandwich um yeah packet of mccoys and uh and after tell a lie i don't actually drink coke i only said that so just just because it's, <laughs> so, it's so common to but... try and get the awkwardness of the question yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely firing and then get interrogated um, my yeah. my treat drink is a, is a is a coffee. That that's my okay. uh, my 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 treat. Yeah, so so I'll go for that. Nice. I might um, need some advice on coffee at some point if you're available because I just can't seem to get into it. Oh, okay. Um, I just I can't. I, I've just I've always been an energy drink fiend. Ah, oh, I see. So, I want to convert, but I just I can't seem to do it. So you're you're still getting your your caffeine, but um, yeah, in a different different way. So um, yeah, uh, no, I think the my my advice is that it's uh, like like many other sort of stimulants that um, that it's good to keep an eye on them and, and and phase in and out of them now and again just to give your body a, a rest. Yeah, uh, that's that's my <laughs> that's my that's Paul's advice is is. Um, is to, to have rest periods where you you, you come off them. Yeah. Uh, uh, really, I think that's that's quite good for the yeah. body. So uh, no, I get yeah. But they certainly have their place, and they're good for certain certain things, <laughs> certain yeah. times. So. That's it. Cool, cool. Right. So that concludes that episode. Ah, oh, fantastic! So, thank you for uh, coming on. Oh, it's been great. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, actually. Um, I was, Good. I was actually, I was slightly nervous. I have to admit, because I've never done one of these before. So, uh, yeah. yeah um, uh, but it's been, it's been really enjoyable. And, Good. Uh, uh, obviously, you, you've helped with all of your questions and things, and um, it's been, it's been enjoyable to, to attempt to answer them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's nice that I can um, put people to ease. Sometimes, oh, no, rather than just stressing them out. 
No, definitely. No, I'm, yeah, I'm very honoured to be on, and uh, and I'll I'll definitely share the podcast uh, and, um, and any others that that come about. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. No, it's great. Cool. If you do know of any other people that have interesting stories, and send them my way. I I've got I I do have two or three um, in mind that I think might be good. Um. So yeah, yeah I'll certainly send you their their Facebooks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah definitely nice yeah um i'm looking for paranormal people uh to okay. all those listeners out there so um if anyone okay. knows anyone then let me know brilliant so yeah nice one cheers for coming on oh a pleasure yeah and um no. send me some links to your albums and i'll promote them down below in this episode thank you very much That's no very worries yeah, we'll speak do. to you soon okay and okay. uh if i see you in the street then i'll uh try my best to Get you the best meal deal going. <laughs> uh, been, cool. Been great. Take so it take, easy. Take, take care, Ben. Yeah. Take Thank care. You very Thank much. you. And good Bye. night. Good. Good night. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I'm just doing this as a pre recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, sometimes I do two in one week. So yeah, please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>